Would you please pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts and minds be pleasing to you, O Lord. Amen. One thing that I think um, we can all agree on is that every single thing we have is a gift from God. Right? Every, everything we touch, everything we can see, you know, we often say, especially this time of year, look at how beautiful and wonderful it is here. It is just a wonderful gift of God to be able to live in this part of the country right now. I heard that some folks went out yesterday for a nice drive uh, to enjoy the fall colors. Jeanette and I did last week as well. And there's just something about living in this space that reminds us that everything we have is a gift from God. And if that doesn't quite sound right to you, if you have maybe a little bit of a niggle with that, remember that we also confess that God has created everything. In that first creation story in Genesis, God speaks everything into existence. God speaks and orders chaos. And since God has created everything, everything we have is gift. So life then can be summarized in this way, the life that we live, the life that everybody lives, the life of all creation. To use a metaphor, all of creation rides on God's coattails. Right? You know, you go to a fancy wedding and the groom, or you go to a fancy dinner party. I've never been invited to such a fancy dinner party. But there are people there wearing tuxedos with long tails that, you know, the guys, they go down past their knees sometimes. Or they can be quite ostentatious. And they get in the way of things. And, you know, it's a man's only experience of what it's like to be a woman to wear a dress and try to figure out how to move in these funny clothes all the time. But that expression, riding the coattails, is about being in somebody's presence and just being along with them as they're achieving their good things or that you want to be near them as they are doing their good work, as they are becoming prosperous, as they are getting bigger and better and becoming... um, whatever it is that you want to be near as you're riding their coattails. You get to enjoy their success without having done the work yourself, right? It's kind of what it is to ride somebody's coattails. That's what that metaphor sort of means. So we get to enjoy God by riding on God's coattails. But what of those who turn from God? Those who were promised, who were part of the promise, who were part of living in the kingdom, 
who were invited to the wedding feast, who had a place prepared for them. And they say, nah, that's okay. We're going to go to the fields and go to our businesses instead of coming to the wedding feast. Instead of participating, I think, in the way God wants us to live. And this this wedding feast isn't just a one-time event. It's not a Sunday morning worship. It's not... It's... It's not just one thing. The wedding feast is something that's going to go on for a long time. And it's something that's happening that God has prepared for us. And we're invited into it. And these people were invited into it. And they said, no, thank you. Those folks are destroyed. The people who were offered this party, offered to come into this party and who knew about it and who knew what God was up to, they say no and they get destroyed. They get thrown out and the servants go and destroy them. And even the one who was not wearing the proper clothes inside of the wedding party later is thrown out to the midst of weeping and gnashing of teeth. So the question that I keep coming to in these readings this week that keeps has been bugging me all week long is how do we use what we have been given? How do we come rightfully to the wedding feast And be in the wedding feast. When we read a psalm, like the 23rd psalm, it almost begs for a response. It's not something that's just passively happening to us, that God's just doing to and for us. It seems like there's something else happening there because God gives us comfort in the midst of our hurt and our pain. And that means that we're doing something in life. We're participating in life in the world where we're experiencing discomfort and pain, where people are speaking against us. People are speaking out against um, and, and maybe pushing us out of their circles Or even we have enemies who God sets a feast for us in front of their tables. So this 23rd Psalm is, is, it's David's response to living life in the kingdom in this pastoral scene of resting on the side of the waters in the green pastures. God's rod and staff comforting David This is a response that God gives to David for David having lived his life, but it's also a continued invitation to continue living life as God would call him to. And it's not a change of life, so to speak, but it's a response to God's love for us that we live life the way God would have us live, that we would live life 
looking at everything we have as a gift. And one way we can, we can grow this in our own lives is through the works of piety and mercy. And if you picked up a bulletin, I didn't, I, I didn't get the, uh, I should have gave some to you guys there, but um, there's this little map or image on the back of the bulletin that says love in the middle and there's a cross and it's got individual and corporate works of piety and works of mercy. And we can sort of imagine um, the things that God calls us to do, to things that God, the life that God calls us to participate in is made up of these things, of visiting the sick and those in prison, of feeding the hungry, of giving generously to others' needs, of seeking justice, ending oppression and discrimination, addressing the needs of the poor. We're called to spend time reading and meditating and searching scripture, to prayer, to fasting, to worship, to healthy living, to sharing our faith. We're called to the sacraments, to accountability to others, and to Bible study and worship. And these are all things that we do when we live in the kingdom. And it's, it's not something that you have to do all of them. That, but, but I invite you over the next week to find something on there, either in the individual or that corporate part, and, and really reflect on what it is that you do and how you live in response to what God's doing in your life. How do you live in response to the reality that everything we have is a gift? Because see, these practices allow us to thank God. That's the piety side. And they also allow us to pass God's love on, that's the mercy side. And there are things we do as individuals and in groups. This wedding party parable is a hard parable to to parse out because the, the simple explanations of just do the right thing and God won't toss you out doesn't necessarily work because it's living in response to what God is up to. So when we live out the life of God's kingdom, of living into God's reign, these practices help us to see God's activity in the world that we get to participate in. They help us to come to the wedding feast ready to participate. They are a good way to respond to the invitation to be with God so that we're not just riding in on God's coattails. Amen.